Hello and welcome back to the Invader Sports Soccer Show. Today we have a Liverpool takeover. Just myself and Adam. How you doing, man? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Uh, we got some important matches to uh, talk about as well yeah. as one, one huge match to look forward to. So we're going to end the show talking about the City-Liverpool game coming up on Sunday and uh, give our thoughts on that. But before we get there, we've had our first slew of, uh, of Champions League knockout stage games happen. So uh, what, what were your, your takeaways from these games? Start with, uh, with Liverpool. Were you happy with that performance, 3-1? I was really happy with the first half. I thought we really dominated the game. Canate had, you know, he hasn't played. He's played a fair bit, but he hasn't played, you know, every game of football. But he had, you know, the best half I've seen from him so far. He's been really good. But, you know, he had a goal and he just defensively, he, he reminds me of Van Dijk with the pace and power. And then second half, I think he made that mistake, which I can't blame him too much. And then we, I don't even know if we were nervous or just being really sloppy. Um, but when you've got the firepower, we've got, we get the third goal, 3-1. And I think, never say never, but I think we are, you know, pretty solidly through to the, through to the semi-final. Yeah. Um, yeah, Benfica yeah. didn't really offer that much. I don't think like they. I think after they got their first goal, they got a bit confident, attacked a bit more. Maybe could have scored another goal, but I think overall, first half really good performance. Second half not as good, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, five six years ago, I wouldn't be complaining about a three one win in a semi a quarter final of Champions League. So I think it just shows how far Liverpool have come that we're picking apart a three one win in the quarter final. Yeah, I mean, you got to be comfortable with that advantage going back to Anfield. So I, I expect them to go through. I think it would be a colossal, colossal failure if they didn't, but I don't think that'll happen. And obviously, Luis Diaz coming from that league, he had a goal and an assist. He played great. What are your thoughts See on the him? crutch that was thrown at him? No, I didn't. Someone tossed a crutch at him? Yeah, so basically, when he scored his um, when he scored his uh, the third goal, obviously he used to play for for Porto, so yeah. and they're like Derby, they're they're sort of Everton or United is is Benfica. I think he got the last time he played against them this, which would have been this season, he got sent off. So one of the Benfica fans on on crutches throws his crutch. I mean, it misses him completely, but throws his crutch into the into the players. Oh, that's wild. Man, um, they hate, they hate him that player. much. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that, I think that's quite a big, big derby Porto Benfica, and I think he rolled them up because if you notice as well, obviously he's happy he's scored for Liverpool, but if you notice his celebration has a bit more, you know, spice as if he's a yeah. so happy he's scoring against Benfica. Um, yeah, but yeah, what what a player he's been. I mean, we've said it before, we'll say it again. Everyone's saying it. It looks like he's played a hundred games for for Liverpool. He's yeah. just slotted in so well. And, you know, he's got me, um, we'll come on to Liverpool City, you know, later, but he's got me thinking, who do I want to start, him or Mane? Um, yeah. one, thing I, one thing I will say, though, and I, I was watching the game with my, with my uncle and, and um, he said it, uh, Salah hasn't had his best game. Um, and Klopp, I think, in my opinion, showed why he's such a world-class manager because he... Um, you know, he saw he saw he needed to change something. He saw Salah wasn't having the greatest game, but he still took him off. He didn't let the fact that it's you know Salah, he didn't let the name get over the the football club. 
and you know he had the he had the balls to say no you're not playing well we've got options on the bench that can change the game and brought him off there's a lot of managers you know there's a lot more managers that wouldn't do that and would keep the player on to keep the player happy not you know maybe upset the status quo maybe it shows what a good sort of group he's he's built that you know taking Salah off Salah might be pissed off but that's because he's pissed off he's had bad games having to come off but it won't affect the group so I think I was quite happy that you know and he took Mane off as well so he took two big hitters off that you know probably were pissed off they were coming off but he's got that power to do it and he's got that confidence in himself yeah and it was the right move you know they started yeah to get to gather themselves after that you know obviously you love what what Mane and Salah can can bring but if it's not clicking, it's not clicking. So there's no there's no reason to force it right now with the depth they have, and having like Jota came on as a sub. It's crazy. So it's just really really good for their attack right now. And you know I, I am worried how long we're going to be able to keep everybody, but you can't let that bother you in in the current moment. I guess do, do you ever let that bother you? Do, do you get those thoughts? No. no. No, more more if Klopp leaves, I get the thoughts. But if if you know, I wouldn't worry now if, if Salah was to leave, if Mane was to leave, I wouldn't worry now. I'd feel like we could replace them and you know, or grow replace them and grow other players, grow Diaz. You know, I'll I'll put a thing out there. Maybe I'm getting too confident, but maybe not Salah level, because Salah is, you know, world class best player in the world. But I can see him getting Diaz to, you know, prime Mane. You know, the two seasons ago, prime Mane levels. I can see him being that good because of how good he is at the moment. And he's not even had a Klopp makes a big thing about having a preseason under him, and he hasn't had that. And Klopp, once he gets a player under preseason, um, but not just that, we saw it with Robertson, we saw it with Fabinho. These players they took six, seven months to, before they started getting into the first team. He's got confidence that he's thrown Diaz in straight away. But now, you know, I can't wait to see what we're gonna see from him as a player in six to seven months' time. Once he's oh, had that man. clock training. Yeah. I mean, you got to love it. Got him in the January transfer window. He came in immediately, started producing. And what I love about him most is his, like, his drive. He wants it. You can tell he his his love of the game is just so strong. I mean, after the goal, like you said, he celebrated and kissed the badge. Like, he was like, he really wanted that. And it's nice. And he was right there for the, for the assist, even though it was a – it was the smart play, but still, not everyone makes that play when he did the the header pass to Mane for the tip in. What a ball by yeah. Trent as well! Oh, beautiful pass, man! There's almost the assist of the assist, um, and yeah, and even yeah. even Diaz's goal, the, the pace to get to the ball, great ball by Cater as well, who I think starting to almost similar to Matip has never been that bad, but has been so injury prone that he's starting to you know fingers crossed get a run of games and. You know, he he sort of he, he wins the ball and then he outmuscles a couple of players, burst forward, which we need in players, uh, which we don't have that much of. You know, we, we've got an abundance of midfielders, all very good, but we we sometimes lack that midfielder that can almost burst past two, three players and then play a lovely ball, then Diaz with the pace. And then it's a lot harder of a finish. And I think, you know, sometimes you realise the the fact he's, you know, he's knocked it past the keeper, but he's had to make sure that he doesn't knock it too far. And then even just the calm, composed finish. I know it's an empty net, but the amount of times you sort of see, you know, players mishit it or, you know, not put enough power because they're worried and then the defender clears it. So all in all, I think I think it was it's a, a good result. It was good. Maybe I would have liked to clean sheet, but can't complain, as I said, about a 3-1 win. 
All right, cool. Yeah, I, I want to get your your starting eleven for Sunday when we when we get there. I'm really intrigued to see where where you'll go with your picks, and may, maybe include some players that you'd like to see at least get on, you know, as a sub or something like that. But I'm I'm very curious to so think about that before we before we get there because I want to get your thoughts on that for sure. Man, what a big game! What a big game coming up. <laughs> like, can you get any bigger than this? Like, it's, remember. You know- I'm sorry. We were talking what two months ago, and yeah. I said, you know, we we could have the chance to pull within three after this game. Yeah, but now we have the chance to go up two. It's yeah. great. Can you believe it? It's like it's, you know what the game coming up is is bit is is bigger than when we played them um it's when you know when, when we lost the when we lost the title when uh i think stones cleared the ball it was millimeters it, so it's close. bigger and i and i like to think i've got a good memory and a, 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 i know a good bit of football knowledge but i can't remember a premier league game you know in my head at least in recent years that I still don't think the title will be decided. Yeah, we'll come on to it. But I basically, I don't think there's been as big a Premier League game in a long, long time for the title. We've had a relegation. We've had top four games. You know, there was a City-Spurs game a few years ago. Harry Redknapp was manager when they beat City and got in the top four. That was a big game. There's been relegation last day of the season. Um, but there's never been a game, from what I can remember, where it's, you know, eight, nine, eight games to go. We're two teams and it's almost like a... This game's massive, and they play oh. each other again on this on the on the Saturday. But, but uh-huh. um, speaking of Man City, obviously they they won last night as well, one nil. Um, yeah, what do you think about Atletico's I, tactics? You know what I've, although I don't think Atletico is as good as they used to be. I've changed my mind a little bit, and there's been a lot of um, for some of the radio shows I listen to over here. There's been some criticism about the way they play. They're so boring. The, how can you want Simeone as manager? But um, you know, one guy I listen like quite a lot to that you know his opinion's quite out there. But you know, seventy percent of the time I find myself agreeing, and thirty percent I don't. Is a guy called Simon Jordan. He used to be a, f- a football owner of Crystal Palace. Now he does a radio, and he said, you know, at the end of the day, Atletico Madrid they're not a bad team. They won the league last season, and you know, it's it gets them the result they wanted. If they'd gone and played the, the attacking free flowing football, they would have got, they would have got picked apart by my man City and it would be five nil, not one nil. Yeah. So yeah, it might not be attractive. And as a neutral, you don't really want to watch it because it's a bit boring. But if I'm, if I'm an Atletico Madrid fan and I'm looking, we're going up against Man City who have spent 600 million. Our, our team's not worth that. Our team's worth less than half of that. We're going up against that. Then I want I want us to. I don't care if we play sexy football. I, I want us to get a result. They ended up losing one nil, but especially with the no away goal, it sets it up nicely for Atletico Madrid at the Wanda Metropolitana against Man City. They'll probably defend again for seventy minutes. If they can get to one nil with twenty minutes left, they'll try and nick a goal, go to extra time, go to penalties. And at the end of the day, if Man City, if Atletico Madrid end up getting through. We'll call it a Simeone masterclass. But what mm-hmm. I what I would say is, um, I'm almost tempted because obviously the Liverpool and Man City games are going to be on at the same time next week. I'm almost tempted to watch 
Man City Atletico just because I feel like that game is going to be really feisty. You saw when Grealish come on, uh, he he started to get wound up and Guardiola mentioned that they need to keep calm and that's something I don't think the City team do very well. I think you can get in their heads and that's something that Simeone and Atletico team are very good at, getting in the other team's heads. So I think yeah. it's going to be it's going to be a very, very interesting game to watch. Again, I expect City to have most of the ball and Atletico Madrid to defend, but I expect there to be a lot of scraps, a lot of heated debates on the pitch that it could end up being, you know, a, a smash and grab from, from Athletic. I hope a smash and grab from Atletico, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, it's within reach, right? It's yeah. definitely there. It's, it's, it's there. It's almost like, I, I, and you might tell me that I'm comparing the, wrong, the, the two wrong teams, but from what I remember from watching the last dance, um, there, there was, who, who was the team? Was it the Pistons, maybe? Well, the, that was the the rough and tough. Yeah, the Pistons. Yeah, I've got that. Pistons. Yeah. Is it any similarities there? Where it's the rough and tough team up against yeah. the the flashy, sexy team with the best players. Yeah, that's a good that's a good comparison for sure. Yeah, just try to get in their heads. Yeah, throw them off their game. Yeah, yeah, yeah for because sure. the, I mean, at the end of the day, when you know that every level of that. You know, maybe when you look at that, Matt, when you look at the two teams, um, and I know they had a few injuries because obviously Ake played and, and stuff, but when you look at the majority of that team, player for player, there's not really any position you'd probably take. Uh, that Marcus Lorente looks a good player, but then that Man City field, midfield stack, maybe Jao Figlitz gets in the team, he's playing in good form. But my point being, when you're going up against a team that you know man for man is just so much better than you, you need to rely on other tactics and mentally getting in other players heads that's that's a tactic that's being used and that works well yeah i mean they only got what two shots on target yeah only two on target so i mean they had 15 attempts but yeah <laughs> atletico at zero attempts but that's not that's i don't think they care that they lost one nothing i think no that's especially with no away goal yeah. that if if the away goal was still a thing, then I think they might maybe would have tried to get a goal because it meant so much. But now they've got rid of the away goal. One nil is, you know, is nice for them. They're, they're, you know, maybe not happy, but they're content. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, next, next time they play, it'll be, it'll be one to watch for sure. So that's April yeah. 13th. That's coming up April 13th. It'll be here before yeah. you know. That's yeah. Just next week. So, uh, Okay, the next games where Villarreal actually upsets Bayern, takes them down one yeah. nothing. What do you think about that? So without watching the game, first thoughts for, I, mean, I guess from a Liverpool perspective, I would rather play Villarreal. But I also think it shows that the Bayern Munich team are watching at the moment are they have a lot of firepower, a lot of good players, but they they do have weaknesses. They can be counted on. Um. I think it's a it's a Bayern Munich team that with Nagelsmann are, are going to grow. They will in a season, two seasons time. I think he'll have his full impl implement uh, like implant in the team, his whole methodology, his whole ideology, ideology in the team, and you'll see a very very strong Bayern Munich team. But I think now they're a team in in transition with you know Lewandowski. Is he is he is he going to leave? Is he going to stay? Are they going to bring Haaland in? Um, I think there's still some issues defensively. I think is there is their weak point, especially at centre half. Um, so I, it still surprises me though. Unai Emery, what a great manager! Like I said, you 
uh, and I said a few weeks ago, then I, I rethought, I, I rethought about it and realized actually PSG wasn't that great either. But if you sort of take that PSG Arsenal era out and look at just his time in Spain, he's won the Europa League with Seville three times, Villarreal once, and he's now taking Villarreal within 90 minutes of a Champions League semi-final. So a bit of respect needs to go on this manager's name because, you know, maybe, maybe he'll come back to England. I hope he does and proves us wrong because I'd like to, yeah, he seems like a nice man. Seems like a good, good bloke. But he knows his Spanish football and he can get those teams playing. So I'm, yeah, you know, and that's Bayern. That's their first away loss in the Champions League for five years. So no easy feat that he pulled off, you know. Yeah. So yeah, good on him. And then Real Madrid three, Chelsea one. Benzema with the hat trick. He's incredible, man. So. Did you see the the list come out for most goals in knockout stage since 2017-18? Yeah, I know. Was it Lewandowski was on there? Benzema was on there. I think Mane was on there as well. Mane was tied with Ronaldo for first spot at 13. Yeah. But now Benzema just passed everybody for now. For now. So now Benzema's in first. Messi's on there. Lewandowski's on there. Salah's on there. So that's just... I mean, he's he's just he's so thirty-six. He's thirty-six. I think he's thirty-four, yeah. thirty-six. He's he's having his yeah. best season for I think Real Madrid in goal, and he's in double digits for assists as well. Um, I mean, quick, quick. I think uh, we won't spend too long on this, but in my opinion, that that's why he's got to be up there with Lewandowski as the two best strikers. I know, I know, and I mean that on purpose to discount Harry Kane because although he's playing. Now he's played playing in form for, for Tottenham and he's you know he's you know proving to be a great passer of the ball and setting things up and really making that team tick until I see players do it on the biggest stage, you know. Don't get me wrong, it's Premier League, it's one of the hardest leagues in the world, but there's a there's a difference between doing it at home against Newcastle than away in a Champions League quarter final against Chelsea. That there yeah. is a difference and it's not well. You could say maybe it's Harry Kane's fault because as he dragged his team to the top four, but I don't think it is. It's a, it's a team game. You can't always rely on one man. So you know, it's maybe not his fault that they're not in the in the Premier League, but uh, in the Champions League. But he needs to be doing it on the biggest stage, and then you can have the conversation. Because at the moment, we are seeing Lewandowski and Benzema mostly just absolutely smashing it, and you can't really. They've gone to Stamford Bridge, who last year they, they got outplayed by Chelsea in, in, in both games, didn't really have a sniff. Um, I think the only goal they got then was Benzema. And when you look at the teams, the teams are pretty much similar, except Chelsea have added a hundred million pound striker. And you know, Benzema's gone there and, and scored a hat trick. So I I didn't think it would be that much of a mismatch in terms of the game. I thought it'd be quite a close first leg. But maybe Brentford exposed something at, at the weekend because obviously Chelsea lost 4-1, 4-1 there. So it's going to be yeah. very tough for Chelsea to go to the Bernabeu. It, it, they've got the quality, but it's going to be tough for them to turn this one around. Yeah, I actually think they're going to lose that game too. I mean, they're. I really think they're just at a breaking point with everything going on around the club. And now you're starting to see... Like, players are probably thinking, shit, where am I going next year? Like, they're not really in it as much. They're pretty much out of the race for the Premier League. Yeah, they're out of the race for the Premier League. And I just I just think it's going to be a completely different team this time next year. 
player wise and coach wise yeah. manager wise. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess who do you got going through at this point right now in each one? I each think, leg? I think it will be a Liverpool by Munich semi-final because for as much credit as I gave Villarreal, I just think Bayern Munich team in transition, but do they have two games, two bad games? Um, so, you know, I'm going to go Liverpool by Munich and I'm going to go Real Madrid, Man City. Obviously, I want yeah. Liverpool in the final. My dream opponent is Real Madrid to sort of tee up that uh, rematch of the Champions League final a few years ago in Kiev. Yeah. Get some Salah with there. the Salah with the shoulder, yeah, that's that's the that is the dream. But at the same time, Liverpool Man City, uh, Liverpool Man City Champions League final has got has got a good story around it as well. Man, I would get a scary one though. I think we'll lose <laughs> that one though. I think we're more likely to lose that one than against Madrid. But but then you never know. No one, if Real Madrid get to the final, no one thought they'd get to the final. But Real Madrid have got something about the Champions League. Um, yeah. The one thing Liverpool will have over Man City, if it got to that, is that Liverpool will be their third Champions League final in five years, whereas Man City will be their second. Liverpool have lost one, 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 and Man City have lost one. So Liverpool will maybe have the more experience, but interesting. Yeah, yeah that'd be crazy. That'd be nuts. I th- I think you're right. I think Liverpool and Man City go through, but they don't draw each other, and they it would set up a possible final. So. That would be in. Oh, they, they can't draw each other because they've done the semi final draw. They did the se- semi final draw already. Yeah. yeah so so um, oh, I missed so, it. So so the win. So they done it with the court. They they done it like a little bit after the quarterfinals. So, so the winners of Liverpool uh, Liverpool uh, uh, bloody hell, uh, Liverpool Benfica will play Bayern Munich Villarreal, and then the winners oh. of Chelsea Madrid play Man City. So a Liverpool uh, Man City final is like you know more than possible. Wow, that's oh my gosh! Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> it's like literally every, the three trophies that we're trying to win, they're gonna have to play each other in each one because we got the yeah. FA Cup coming up, Premier League coming up, and then it would be Champions League. That would be insane, man. Oof! All right, I gotta get ready for those games. <laughs> Oh, That's why it always so... gets interesting towards the end of the season because it's coming thick and fast. And for the first time, we're well, we're live as a Liverpool fan. Uh, we're 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 in in all of them, and I guess Man City as a Man City fan for those out there, wherever they are, they're in all three competitions still left. So you know, and then Chelsea are in in two of them. So for the for the English teams, it is really really interesting. And then you've got teams like Madrid, who are clear in in La Liga so can focus on the Champions League and can rest players whereas Liverpool Man City they can't really rest their best players um, going into some of these games yeah I like that though you know it's like stay stay on your toes at all times I like that yeah. always be ready it's like it's like every game's a playoff game from now on it really yeah. is and that's how they have to treat it yeah all right yeah I agree with you on that I think that'll be the matchups for sure I mean, but, you know, Villarreal could do it. They could. They're winning right now. now I guess you never know. So we'll, we'll report back after those games. Real quick, I wanted to tell you this tweet I saw from uh, Dave Okop. And he says, Everton are one point clear of the relegation zone, but still have games to play against Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal, Leicester, and Chelsea. That 
could happen. They could get relegated. And that's crazy. Tonight, tonight was a, a massive game against Burnley. They, had, they, they almost had to win that to, to not just get the points themselves, but to keep Burnley away. Because I think um, Burnley are only one point now behind um, Everton. After after so obviously I think uh, Everton went two one up with uh, two penalties and then uh, Burnley brought it back and then I think Corne or, or Rodriguez in the, in the last like few minutes of the game wins it for them. Yeah, yeah, one point. So, so huge win for Burnley and massive loss for Everton. It's crazy. the The relegation race is on, man. It yeah. is. It is on. I think it just shows that uh, it just shows how poorly a run club Everton is because you know Everton now are uh, 17th in the league, but if you were to compare their spend levels in the transfer in the last few years, they're in like the top five, and it just shows that. And you know, you can not compare it to Newcastle, but you can say about Newcastle and spending money. You can throw money at a football club, but you need to do it in a smart way. You can't just throw money and buy all these players on big wages that. You know, think you're gonna, you know, Richarlison, for example, he was bought for a large sum of money. And I know, I know he scored he scored two goals today, but he's not been the player that they'd hoped for, that almost talisman like player. You know, he I'm I am almost saying it because they are both Brazilian, but almost like their Neymar, their 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 Brazilian star player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They brought they brought into Corre and Alan, you know, Alan who at, at Napoli I really liked, but two aging midfielders that when they first were brought in by Carlo Ancelotti, they started really well, but then you realise, oh, they can't actually, they haven't got the legs to go the full season. Um, Yeri Mina played well in the World Cup for, for Colombia, um, but really isn't that quality defender. Michael Keane, they bought off Burnley again, another average average defender. They sold their best, le- you know, one of the best left-backs, Digne, they brought in on loan, Um El Mohamedy from from Aston Villa, so it's just all these stupid manager round roundabouts they go on. You know, it says a lot that they brought Benitez in. You know, they brought the next Liverpool manager who already, I think, most clubs, if they brought Benitez in, there is already a sort of negative uh, reception due to the sort of tactics he has. He can be a very good manager. He was very good at Newcastle, but you know. You need you almost need to sort of win over the fans with that, but bringing him into Everton as well, it just shows that whoever's running it upstairs, um, Mashiri, I believe his name is, just doesn't. You have Mashiri, the owner, and then Bill Kenwright, who used to own Everton, who then sold it to Mashiri, but still, um, and obviously Usmanov left Arsenal and has a stake in Everton. Well, I'm not sure really what's going on with the sanctions and stuff because he's Russian, but Mashiri owns it. Bill Kenwright, who sold it, but still. Is uh, at board level, so yeah. he used to own it. Now he doesn't own it, but he's sort of running part of the club. So you've got these two people that you know aren't the you know got the biggest football brains that are just you know Mashiri's just chucking his money at it, and they're not getting anywhere. And it'll be it'll be it'll be I'll be happy if Everton go down because it'll be funny, but I'll be sad in a way of uh, it's probably not a club that no club deserves to stay up, no club deserves to go down, but sort of legacy of the club. It'll be the first time they've ever been relegated in their football history. Um, wow. And not many clubs have not many clubs have can say that. Liverpool can't say that. Uh, Man City can't say that. I think it's like I think Spurs, Everton, 
maybe Man United are the only clubs. There might be a couple more that have never been relegated from the from the uh, English first division. Yeah, it's massive. But as well, I don't really like Frank Lampard as a manager, so it'll be funny yeah. to see him go down as well. Um, but they've got tough games. Ah, uh, they've got Man United next. Man United need to bounce back. They've got Leicester. That that's not going to be easy. That's possibly where I can think they might be able to get a result though. Because uh, obviously Leicester are going to have the Europa Conference that they're focusing on as well. Uh, not the Europa Conference, the the Europa League uh, that they're focusing on. And then they've got Liverpool at, at Anfield. And if Liverpool are going to drop points, obviously it will be to Everton. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But no, it's it's going to be massive. Um, and I know we're going to come on to the top four now, but it's literally the, the first time again in a long time where we've got relegation top four and Premier League all being fought for. And it's really interesting as a football fan to see that. Yeah, and think about the matchup. You just said Man U versus Everton coming up, right? So you got a team on the yeah, brink Saturday of relegation. Yeah, lunchtime. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's teams on the brink of both ends Yeah, playing each other. So yeah. really, really good weekend coming up with Liverpool versus City and then Everton versus Man U. Really important, important games. So yeah. All right, let's do a, an update on the top four. Do you think Arsenal is still it is the one that it's theirs to lose? Oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's still it's game in hand. It's, it's still theirs to lose. Obviously, you'd rather the points on the board. Um, but what I th- I was reading, um, oh, it, was, it was you know like a couple of tweets from from a, a journalist that, that I follow on Twitter, and, and he was saying that um, first of all, so. Liverpool, Man City, in the since the seventeen eighteen season, I believe, or eighteen nineteen, but in the last three or four years, Liverpool three hundred thirty four, Man City three hundred thirty five points taken, an unbelievable amount of points, like incredible, and that has set the bar so high that when Arsenal go on a Monday night away at Selhurst Park and lose, it's almost seen as a as an absolute. This is the end of our season. We're not getting top four. When, yeah. when before you'd go and you'd lose a game there, you'd lose a game away on a on a weekday evening at a really hostile ground, and it'd be like, well, yeah, we we lost points there, but it's fine because all our all of the clubs around us will, will drop points. But you've now got these two mammoth clubs that have built such a losing one or two games in a season is incredible to actually do that and it, I think it's put a, a standard that is a bit unattainable by every other club and by yeah. that what I mean is I don't think it's the, I think there was an overreaction I know they didn't play great and played terrible actually but I think it's an overreaction to you know at the end of the day they've lost to Palace and, and Liverpool and I think Man City since January February they've only lost those three games um, obviously the thing that an Arsenal fan would turn around and say would be yeah we've played two top six clubs and lost both those games but they've not been in a bad they've been playing great football against Liverpool they played they played well and and lost and then they played terrible against Palace and lost I don't think it's the end of the world I, I think they'll bounce back um they've got I'm, I'm not sure who they've got um at the weekend I think maybe it's Brighton um Spurs have got Villa but they'll bounce back I think the only thing, the only difference between Spurs and um, and Arsenal is Arsenal still got to play Chelsea, United, and Spurs, whereas Spurs have got Arsenal and, and Liverpool. So, you know, Arsenal have got the less kind fixtures. But then, 
at the end of the day, at the end of the season, everyone plays the same teams twice. So there's no real excuse. But again, it's pointing to another great game. So I think it's the 12th or 9th of May. It's the third game before the end of the season, the North London derby, Arsenal Spurs. And, wow. and that will be... It's not going to be as big as Man City Liverpool because that's for the title, but that will be the second biggest game of the season. And that will be an aggressive... That will be... That will be a game to put in your diary and not miss. Um, yeah. I don't know if you you ever you ever remember there's a, there's a famous game called the Battle of the Bridge. Yeah. So this was when um, this was when it was uh, Spurs were uh, Leicester. It's the same season Leicester won the title, and Spurs were, were were in second place. And I think if if they'd won, they go on level points or they go above Leicester or they go within range. They they could almost win the title, and. They roll up to Stamford Bridge. They go like one nil up, or Chelsea go one nil up. Then they turn it to two one. I think Chelsea won three two. Um, so Chelsea won in the end, sort of ended their title hopes. But it was called Battle of the Bridge because the game was just the most one of the most dirtiest games. I think there was you know, five six yellow cards against both teams. It, it spread to the to the bench with the managers and stuff getting involved, and it was you know Battle of the Bridge for a reason because it was like a, it was like an old fashioned football game battle, and I think this could tee up. Arsenal at Arsenal versus Spurs, North London Derby, top four on the line could tee up a really great game. Oh yeah, man. Can't wait for that. That's a, that's, yeah. that's amazing, man. We have, we have a lot of, a lot of fun ahead of us in, in terms yeah. of, you know, watching teams battle it out. So yeah, yeah that's going to be fun to, to see happen. All starts this weekend. So all starts this man. weekend, Sunday with, uh, oh no, Saturday lunch with, with Man United, Everton, but the big one, Sunday, uh, Man City, Liverpool at the Etihad. All right, let's get to that game. Now, before we jump into it, I kind of want to know your overall thoughts of worry. Like, are you worried or what's your mindset like? Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you what mine is. So where are you at right now? I would say mine is, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be really, really soppy with, with what I'm going to say, but... When Klopp first joined Liverpool, in, in his first interview, they, they said to him, have you got a message for the Liverpool fans? And he turned to the camera and he went, we need to turn from doubters to believers. And I'm going to go into this game believing we can win because we can win. One of the first, well, we've done it for a few years, but it's one of the first times I'm, I'm, I'm confident I'm confident we can win. Uh, but as well, you've got, you've got to respect the Man City are a, a great team and can also beat us. So... The football fan in me is really excited. I, I think most Liverpool Man City games have lived up to, to the hype. There was one game that was a nil-nil. Um, again, I think at the start of the season a couple of years ago, Mahrez missed a penalty in the last minute. That was a bit of a damp squid. That was almost two teams being a bit cautious. I don't think you get cautious with this game. I think both teams are going to go in it for a win because they know how much a win is. And I'm trying to beat back the rational part of my head, which is telling me, no, it's at, it's at the Etihad Man City are going to win. Um, and I'm going to go in thinking Liverpool are going to win and Salah's been in a bit of bad form and this is the perfect game for him to for him to step up. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, he got taken off early, so he, he's got a little bit extra rest. And I see, I see a 2-1 win no matter what. I, I think I don't see a draw coming this game. Now, I'm a, I'm not worried, but I'm just like I'm I'm in a spot where I just want the game to get going because yeah. the more the more I think about it, the more 
anxious I get. So I just can't wait for the game to start. And yeah. I'm going to be working an overnight shift the night before and from midnight until 8 a.m. And then go home, try to take a little nap, but I know I'm going to be too anxious. So I, I have a couple hours to kill before it yeah. actually gets going. So, yeah, um, it's going to be incredible. And also, also, again, with back to the Champions League on our first point, I think Man City, they're also going to have the back of mind that they've got to go to, to Atletico 1-0. That's going to be a tough game. So whether that plays into the to the back of their heads as well, whereas we can maybe have a bit more of a, a bit more of a, it's not going to be a relaxing one um, in terms of that Champions League second leg because it's still a big game, but we've got a bit more of a comfortable cushion, whereas Man City might have to think about both. And that might be the difference between if it is nil-nil, one-all with 20 minutes to go, that might be the difference between Klopp thinking I can win this and Guardiola thinking I'm happy with a draw because he'll yeah. know that I can't burn my players out before before the Champions League game. Because a draw yeah. for Man City is probably the best thing. Because, no, a win for them is the best thing, but a draw for them isn't too bad because they're still top of the league if, if not, they draw the yeah. game. So that'll be that'll be the difference, I think, if it's seven, 20 minutes left uh, and it's a draw. Does Guardiola think, mm, actually, we'll, we'll take a draw, whereas Klopp thinks, no, I'm going to go for the win. And then that's where our bench comes into play and whatever the starting lineup is, there's going to be two forwards, two world-class forwards that can come off the bench. I know. It's, uh, it's exciting. So let's, let's yeah. think about this. Let's think about this lineup. Build it from the front out. Let's start with, start with. I think, no, no, start... I, think, I think build it from the back because the back is from the, the back. obvious section. Yeah. But only because I think Allison. Trent, Matip, Van Dyke, Robertson is just going to be what, as in, I think we can ignore that because I think that will be what starts. I don't think Canate plays. I think Canate yeah, played against Benfica because he's good enough, but he also, I think, is also resting Matip because he's been great and not got injured, but in the back of his head, he wants him for Man City. Yeah, I think that's safe to assume that's the starting defense and goalie. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, for sure. All right, what do you got with midfield? With midfield, so there was a scare, wasn't there, that Fabinho had a concussion mm. um, in the Benfica game, but he seems fine. I I start I start Fabinho, Fabinho yeah. and Henderson. Yep. And see, it's it's a, it's a shame Luke's not here because he would be laughing at the fact that I'm not I'm not playing Tiago. I'm playing Cater. You're playing Cater. I'm, okay. I'm playing Naby Lad because. I think we need that player that can burst from midfield because Man City aren't going to Man City aren't going to play a low block against us where we're going to need a really clever pass to to open the defense up which Thiago is great at they're going to there's going to be opportunities and I think Cater allows that opportunity to run forward with the ball yeah so that's okay. my midfield free do you, do you do you would you change that I was initially I was thinking Definitely Fabinho and Henderson. I think yeah. that's I think there are no doubt you gotta start those those two. And then I was leaning towards Tiago, but I did have my mind open for Keita. So yeah. I, I'll, I'll I think Keita deserves you. it. Yeah. I think Tiago's been great, but Keita's played been playing really well when he's played and he I think he had a great game against Benfica. So yeah, he just had a great game, so might as well keep him going. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. You you changed my mind. So let's see. Let's see if we can agree on the on the front three here. Uh, this is gonna be this is tough. It, it's gonna be Salah on the right. 
Yep. I think we both agree on that. I agree. I think I think up front he starts Bobby because how much trust he has in that player. Klopp, Klopp is big on his trust. Klopp trusts him for big games. And this game's going to be on us pressing them when they're passing out the back. And Firmino is the master of that. Firmino plays well against Man City as well. So I think he starts Firmino. And then I think the, the big question is, now there's three players. Wow. Mane, Diaz, Jota. There's who I want to play and there's who I think Klopp plays. Okay. That's what do you think he plays Mane? I think he plays Mane and he goes with so the classic I. front three. So the tried and because it's the tried and tested front three. It's yeah. the Mane's been playing well as well. So it's not not just that Mane's been playing well. He's not just getting there because he's been there longest. Yeah. Mane, he's always going to play Salah because no matter how Salah's he's not playing bad, but no matter how, you know, compared to earlier on this season. Salah's got that moment of magic. He's going to play Bobby because I think tactically we need someone that can press from the front and Bobby does that most effectively. And he's going to play Mane because, again, he trusts him. He's been playing well and he's also got maybe a point to prove. I would love to yep. see Diaz play. Yeah, I, that's I what that's what I was thinking too. I'd, I'd love to see him play, but I think Mane's going but to start. they come on. Diaz yeah. will come on and that'll be... That'll be what, you know, nil-nil, 20 minutes left and... Guardiola looks to our bench and we're bringing on, you know, Diaz and Jota, you know, it's, it, it's gone to the times of Minamino and I love him, but Origi gone, gone to sort of those times. Now we have, you know, the, the firepower is it's scary. It's brilliant. Man City have got it as well. It'll be interesting to see what Man City do. Um, I was listening to something today, someone on the radio saying that, you know, Man City, you know, they're going to play Rodri, De Bruyne, and you know they wouldn't. They they're worried that their midfield, if they played good Gudungan with it, it becomes a bit too um, claustrophobic. There, it'll be interesting to see what they do in their front three, especially. In my opinion, they should play Mares. I think Sterling on the left to give Trent trouble, and then I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure up front because I think I think Foden needs to play that game where he plays in midfield because he's always played really well against us. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. If I'm being honest, I, I don't want it to come and you know bite me in the arse. Now I've said it. I hope they play Grealish because I think we'll handle him quite well. I think their scary players are obviously De Bruyne, Mares, and De Bruyne, Mares, and Foden are the three that I worry about the most. Yeah, I think yeah. I think we can get through their defense though. They've got no they've got no um, Diaz, so it's going to be Laporte and Laporte and Stones. Um, and I think we can we, we can get through them. I don't think they're they're the best. It's going to be Let's a great go. game, though. I'm, I'm not going to predict right. the score because I I don't know. Uh, okay, that's uh, fair. Yeah, that's but fair. I'm going to say we're going to win. Uh we're going to win three one. Three one. All right. Three three one. Um, I reckon I reckon we'll be two new up two one three one in the last few minutes. Um, Salah's going to score. Jota's going to come off the bench and score. And I'm going to go with uh, Trent. He hasn't scored in a while. Trent free kick. Yeah, Trent free kick. We're going to be doing the podcast on Monday as well, so we'll see straight away what the what's happened. That's either going to be an epic podcast or <laughs> well, at least or a, or a sad one. Somebody's going to be having fun one way or the other, either us yeah. or or Luke or Joe. Somebody's going to be having fun. Well, a, a joke. <laughs> uh, Luke can't have that much fun or jokes. They're not in for any any trophies. So at the end of the day, if we lose that game, we still got. Premier League's not over, but we've still got two other trophies to go for. So, 
Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, what I don't want is a draw because then the league is going to be decided by outside games. That could still happen. I mean, Liverpool yeah. could win could win this game and then still not win the and league. And then lose so, to Spurs, yeah. Yeah, it's it's that's still very possible to to happen, but it'd be nice for someone to win this game and then they win the Premier League, then they win the league. And it's yeah. like yeah, okay, they're the best team. It would it would be nice. It would be nice for something like that. But uh, yeah, we'll be here on Monday to talk about it. Can't wait. Get ready. Get excited. And we got a lot of great games coming up to talk about. So yeah, very exciting times for the next couple of weeks. For sure. Nice. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. We will catch you See all you later. on Monday. Later. Oh, thank you.